Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the ways that you know it is close to Christmas is when churches start having those red and green shoe boxes. It's happening all over the United States and Western civilization in churches all over and in individuals' homes. People are packing shoe boxes. Now, we want to share with you what that's all about today with our guest. But many of you have heard of this and Operation Christmas Child. Most churches that I've been in contact with in the last uh, 20 years, they've participated in this. And we're hoping, if you have not heard about it, that this will light your fire to say, man, this is something that I can do. Again, this is Bert Harper, and it's a joy to be with you today on Explored Missions. And our guest is Daniel Yadago. And uh, Daniel, I know it's the last name. I, I told you I have some speech issues sometimes. That's something for somebody on the radio, but I do. Let me hear you pronounce your full name. Yeah, so it's Dania Yadago Andres. Okay, there. I'm going to stick, stick with Dania. Is that okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. that. But it is good to have you. Matter of fact, you have with us about two years ago on this program, weren't you? That's right. I'm so glad to be back. Well, we love follow-ups, and uh, I try to do that. We've got some people that's been on two or three times as we try to find out what's going on in the mission area. But we're here today to celebrate and inform, uh, to encourage people to be involved in Operation Christmas Child. And for those that maybe don't know what Operation Christmas Child is, I got a feeling there got to be far and few between. But would you mind telling us about Operation Christmas Child? Yeah, so Operation Christmas Child is a project of Samaritans First, and their goal is to demonstrate God's love in a tangible way through the shoebox gift to children in need all around the world. And they have literally gone around the world since 1993. Over 188 million shoebox gifts have been collected and shared with children in over 160 countries. Now I'm going to repeat yep. those. I'm going to repeat those numbers because they were they're astonishing when you think about it. Since 1993, over 188 million shoebox gifts have been collected and delivered in over 160 countries. That is a testimony of God's people and the Great Commission. This year, uh, Daniel, I heard they're trying to collect $9.7 million. Is that right? That's correct. $9.7 million coming during National Collection Week. So everybody's working hard to push for this goal. And you want to be a part, those of you listening, you want to be part of that $9.7 million. We need your shoebox We know several people, and we've interviewed them, 
that that fill many many shoe boxes. They do it as a family. They do it as a as a Sunday school class, as churches, and we're so excited about that. So make sure you do that. And we want to give this date, uh, these dates for sure, because we don't want you to miss out. The National Collection Week is November the 15th through the 22nd. That's why we're doing this program and airing it today. So you need to get that shoe box. You need to get it filled. You need to get it to a collection plate place. And you can go to SamaritanPurse.org slash OCC. That's SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. And you can find out where those collection points are. But we are excited about what God's going to do because the gospel is in those shoe boxes as they share. But getting back to your story, I understand you received a shoe box when you were living in the Middle East. Is that right? That's right. Yes, I came. I lived in a country in the Middle East where the majority of people, about ninety-eight percent of the population, were not Christians. Now, how, what's that percentage? Ninety-eight percent. No, we're not Christian. Two percent Christian. That reaches unreached people groups. Uh, when you look at what uh, missions is all about, two percent or less is unreached and they would consider that area unreached. Well, what was your life like there as a child, Dania? Yeah, so living in those situations, in, in that part of the world, considering how um, hard it is to be a Christian, you know, my family was sharing the gospel with people around us, which on its own was really not welcomed in the village. So one of the biggest challenges that we faced was severe persecution. Um, and it take it took so many shapes and forms. You know, I, I remember uh, one day my dad went to his little shop that he had to fix and sell watches, and he found a threatening letter posted on the door, and there was burned oil poured all over the door. And the letter said that if we did not stop telling people about Jesus or leave the village, then they would burn my dad's store and they would kill my family. Mm. You know, last so, last weekend, that's what we were discussing is is persecuted Christians around the world. So it is amazing that we would have you on the week following that talking about Operation Christmas Child, but your background is that of persecution. So what did your dad do? So he came home with the letter. He showed it to my mom, and they had to make a decision if they need to stay or leave to protect the family. And after much prayer, they they were confident that God still wanted them to share the gospel with so many who have not gotten a chance to hear it. And God just started to do so many miracles as a result of our obedience. Hmm. You know, that sounds familiar, what has just taken place in Afghanistan, because a lot of those that chose to stay in Afghanistan so they would be a witness to the people who were there after the American troops pulled out, and um, that they stayed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, what what a testimony that is. Well, okay, so your family decided to stay there and do that. Well, where did the shoebox experience enter in? Was it soon after that or a few years? How, what was that time frame? So that, um, when I was around five years old, 
besides what my family was going through because of our faith, we were also in severe poverty. And I remember the poverty was so strong that we sometimes didn't have food to eat. And other times our food used to be like raw onion and bread um, because that's what my parents could afford. And as a result of our poverty, I did not enjoy the experience of receiving a gift, not on my birthday or even on Christmas. And that is when my mom taught me how to pray and asked me to bring everything to God in prayer. And so as I was praying, I asked God to send me my very own toys um, because they could not afford that for me. And at the same period of time, my family needed a radio so we can listen to the news and a Christian radio station, but we also could not afford it. And being a family of prayer, we brought it to God. And as days went by, one very special day, I received an Operation Christmas Child shoebox gift. And, you know, Bird, it was the first gift that I had ever received. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was so excited when my name was called to to receive something that I have never received or seen in my life. I, I cannot comprehend uh, that exhilaration that you were receiving this and yet you had prayed for certain things but certain things that your mother had taught you to pray and how to pray and uh, it sounds like there may have been a connection between your prayers and God because tell us about the what was in the shoebox <laughs> so as as we were praying I was praying for the toys and my family needed that radio um, when when my brother and I received our shoeboxes and when we opened them, we, we looked inside and we were shocked to find out the things that my family needed, such as school supplies. I love the decorated pencils that we I had received, and I remember I thought someone actually decorated them. Um, I received hygiene items, which my family could not afford. And in fact, we had to share a toothbrush within my family members. But in my shoebox, I got my own toothbrush that I don't have to share with anyone. Um, And then I had so many beautiful toys. I received a slinky, which I thought it was a bracelet. (laughs) 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 And I I kept wearing it as a bracelet until one day my brother and I realized that it can actually go down the stairs on its own, (laughs) Um, which we love. And then I also received a Beanie Baby that was so special, um, just considering that my parents could not buy me any any kind of toys. But that Beanie Baby was uh, like a friend to me. I used to put it next to me when I slept and play teacher with it. And it was just great, great memories filled with that. Um, but as we were going through the items inside the shoebox, just overwhelmed with how good and um, and precious these were, there was a biggest surprise for my family. And as we picked this, uh, there was another small box inside the shoebox. Okay. And as we picked it up and we opened it, we could not believe our eyes when we saw inside the shoebox a mini fully functional radio. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. A radio inside. I I just... uh... The person who packed this sounds like they had a one-way 
conversation with God about a need of a little girl in the Middle East that needed every one of these items. Isn't that amazing? And then that God who is able directed that shoebox to the right country, to the right town, to the right girl. Now, Daniel, that uh, I I would put that in the classification of as a miracle if Bert Harper was classifying it. Did y'all feel like it was a miracle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mom, every time she looked at the radio, she always called it God's gift for us, and this is what God can do. Because truly, what are the chances that out of millions of children and millions of boxes, uh, this would come to my family? I mean, it, it's really only God. Yeah. Oh, did this have a spiritual impact? I know you were praying for radio so you could listen to Christian uh, radio station. Was there a Christian radio station available so you could listen to it on the uh, radio? Yes, and in fact, there was one radio station that broadcasted um, Christian radio worship songs and also sermons for only two hours a day. And for us, we used to wait for that to come on because we valued having Christian um, uh, Christian things on the radio, especially since Christian resources were limited in the Middle East. Wow. And God provided that. That is an amazing story. And it did it help you as a family grow in your faith for the Lord? It had to it had to touch your life as as a child to see what God had done. It did it have that kind of great impact upon your family? Yeah, you know, when I was living in the Middle East surrounded by so much opposition because of our faith and that's on one hand. The other hand, we had the poverty. And for me personally, as a little girl, when I realized that my life was different from other people, I think one of the major things that I felt was unseen. And when I brought my needs and requests to God in prayer, just like Philippians 4, 6 says, right? Bring, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer, um, thanksgiving, and petition, let your request be made known to God. And as I brought this and I realized that God answered my prayers, I just felt seen. And I realized, I thought, wow, somebody knows that I am in this part of the world. And most importantly, God sees me. And that stuck with me Amen. throughout my time in the Middle East. I can't help but think about a beautiful song, God Knows My Name. So wherever you are today mm-hmm. in, in your life, God knows your need. He knows your name, He and He cares, and He is working for you. What We're talking about Operation Christmas Child, the shoebox ministry. Our guest is Dania Yadago Andreas, and we're talking to her. She received that shoebox as a child, but now you're in the United States. Tell us about that journey. After living in the Middle East for about 17 years of my life, uh, where my family was sharing the gospel, received so many persecutions, my, fa- my country entered war, and we, it was very difficult to stay in there because of a lot of attacks that were happening on the vill- in the village that we lived. So after we prayed and we, um, we, ha- we got confirmations from God, He provided all of our needs. We finally made the decision to leave the country as refugees. And as we left, we applied, and 
shortly we heard that America accepted our application and we made our way here in 2010 as refugees with my family. In 2010, uh, which uh, refugee city did you get to go to, those that would accept you and your family? We came to North Carolina, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. Well, this is so interesting because our my son, Nathan, co-hosts this program. He could not be with us today, but he worked with refugees in Atlanta, Georgia for five years and just those people uh, that were there coming out of the refugee camps, out of the countries, they were so appreciative. And churches, I just throw this in, churches that are close to these uh, individuals where refugees are coming, what an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ with some mm-hmm. of them. Like you, you and your family were Christian, but many of them are not, and it's the opportunity to share Christ. And if they are Christian, what an opportunity to strengthen them and bless them. And uh, Well, let me ask you this. Did you get to bring your shoebox or any of the items that you received with you to the United States? I wish I was able to bring any items in my shoebox, but we had to leave with only one carry-on bag, each person, because we we had to take only what we need, especially since we didn't know where we were going to go. We just left the country as refugees until we heard that we were coming to the U.S. So, unfortunately, I couldn't bring any of the items, but, you know, to me, I may not have the items, but I cannot forget how that experience made me feel, and that's what I still have till this day. You know, that reminds me of people that's impacted our lives. You know, those that have impacted our lives, they may go on to build the Lord. They may move away. But the impact that they made on our lives lasts forever. And so it sounds like that shoebox experience has lasted in your life all the way until today. That's right. I, it's, it's the highlight of my childhood. And I, I could really, I don't know, I can't imagine what my life would be without that shoebox gift just because of the joy that it brought into my life. Well, okay, I I know this and I remember this uh, from two years ago when we were doing this interview that you couldn't bring the radio out, but something significant has happened about a radio. Would you tell us that story? Yeah, so I, I couldn't bring the, the radio the radio with me, but once I came here and I connected with Operation Christmas Child, I got the opportunity to to travel and share my story, and I thought, how cool would it be if I actually can find a replica of that same radio so I can use it while I'm sharing? Well, I spent hours looking online, not knowing what the name it is, not knowing if I can find it. But after hours, I found a picture of, of a radio, and when I clicked on it and analyzed everything, I realized that it's... Um, Everything in that radio was the exact replica of the one I received. And so it was on eBay. I got in touch with a person, and I and I was able to get it. And I still have it till this day to show that this is an exact replica of how the radio that I received. You know, that that is amazing. That's uh, it's It's a reminder of who God is, what God's done in your life. And, you know, that's a right. biblical model God talked about when the children of Israel crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land, that each each one of the nations or each one of the tribes would get a stone and they would place it as a memorial, as a marker. 
that people would come and ask them, what do these stones mean? And God said, you can tell them what I've done for you. So that replica represents what God's done for you, doesn't it? That's right. You, you hit exactly. You know, when I was praying about my um, connection with Operation Christmas Child and potentially sharing my story, one of the things that God actually spoke to me as an affirmation that He wanted me to do that was the story of the Israelites, how how God told Moses over and over and over again, you need to tell your generation, you need to to continue telling them of what I have done in your life, and that's exactly what it was for me. Yes, and we need to pass these stories, these life-changing stories down to the generations. Uh, today, Daniel, we have grandchildren, and my wife and I, especially my wife, uh, she not only tells them, she writes them down so the grandchildren can hear about what God has done. And those grandchildren still love those stories about God's mm-hmm. intervention in our lives. And we need to pass that down. So when you participate in Operation Christmas Child, you're helping not only that child, but you're possibly helping generations to come to hear about what God has done. And, and so with that in mind, you've already talked about it. How did you reconnect with Operation Christmas Child? I know you were you came to North Carolina, and I know uh, Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child has got, ish, uh, got headquarters there. Well, tell us about that reconnection. Uh, yeah, after a month, after one month of coming to the United States, I didn't know the culture or the language, but... A lady in my church asked me if I wanted to go to one of the Operation Christmas Child warehouses where they inspect the shoeboxes before they're shipped to children. Well, I didn't know that it was Operation Christmas Child. I had no idea what she was talking about. So I just decided to go because I'm new into this country. So she took me to Charlotte, North Carolina, where there's a warehouse. And I remember when I stepped into that big, huge warehouse with so many Christmas trees, Christmas gifts, and uh, people wearing Santa hats and really interesting sweaters. I mean, it was just so different. I didn't know what that place was. At first, I thought it was a Santa factory. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Um, like, sounded like it, didn't it? (laughs) It did. And then it wasn't until I saw a banner that had the Operation Christmas Child logo, and I recognized this was the same on the side of my shoebox, and it just hit me that I was on this place, full circle, standing in a place where the shoeboxes come from, and I could not have been more grateful for God to bring me full circle to be on the giving end. Well, I want to ask you this. How many years between can you do that when you receive that shoebox and then you were in the warehouse and knew it was Operation Christmas Child? What's the years between those? Probably, I would say at least 10 years. 10 years. God is miraculous what he does. And those dots that he connects are amazing. And I I just want to take time out to share with those who are listening today. God is connecting the dots in your life. And now, Danielle, realize that on this side of eternity, for many of us, when we die and go to the Lord and we possibly review our lives, uh, we're going to say, wow, look what God has done. And you got to realize it there, what a blessing that is. Well, since you've 
reconnected with Operation Christmas Child, and you're a spokesman for them. Have you been able to travel to some countries and hand out the shoeboxes to the children that were like you receiving them? Mm. Uh, in fact, yes, God opened the door for me in 2018 to go to the country of Philippines and actually be the one to hand that shoeboxes to other children. And I just remember all I was thinking about is as God brought me full circle, I now get to start the circle of another child. And, you know, it's just a reflection of God orchestration and working everything together for, for our good. It had to be exciting to be in the Philippines. I, it excites me to hear that because that's where the first child that Jan and I sponsored to a ministry was, and we communicated with her all the way from preschool all the way through high school to marriage. And we were her, mm. one of her sponsors. And to know that, you know, you have that connection. But when you go and deliver these shoeboxes, does that give you a connection with those people as well? Oh, yes. I just remember looking at those um, children. I mean, I, I can't connect with them right now. Like, I don't have their contact. But I think the connection I made while on the ground with them, honestly, like, it was so instant. And I could feel that what they're going through, it's like I was in their shoes one day and I feel what they're going through. And I was just praying that God will do miracles in their life just like he did for me. Well, we're going to take time out. We've got a few minutes left, just a few, but we're going to pray that God would lay it on people's heart who are listening to be a part of this shoebox ministry, and they would pray. They're prayed over. Usually they're prayed for as you gather it. They're prayed for at the church where they gather, and then they're prayed for at the collection, and then they're prayed for at the warehouse. So these shoeboxes mm-hmm. are prayed over again and again, so we're going to do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the shoebox ministry. It, it was a small beginning years ago when I heard Franklin Graham talk about how it began. And, and Father, now this 9.7 million children being reached with a shoebox and the gospel included in that, Father, I pray you would bring fruit to the labor. And we thank you for Danielle and her testimony of what God did in their lives of discipling them and helping them. And now she's able to be a part of Operation Christmas Child as a spokesman and then as one that would carry those shoeboxes and give them to children firsthand. So, Father, we thank you for that opportunity. And I pray you'd lay it on people's hearts to financially bless Operation Christmas Child, to pack that shoebox, and, Father, let you get glory and let the work of the Holy Spirit start in their lives and change their lives. We trust that and we believe that in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Danielle, let me give this information and make sure we got it right. This We're starting the collection week right now, and you can find out where to take your shoebox by going to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. That's SamaritansPurse, all lowercase, dot org slash OCC, and it's all next, this week, so be sure and do that. And they're trying to collect again $9.7 million, and you can be a part of it. So, Danielle, thank you for being with us today. It's been an honor. Thank you, Bert, so much for having me. And we appreciate your testimony and what God has done. 
And we appreciate you listening to Exploring Missions, and we pray that God would bless you, God would enrich your life, and may you be a part of God's mission. And one of the best ways is Operation Christmas Child. Pack that shoebox, pray over it, and send it. See what God does in an amazing way. Thank you again for listening to Exploring Missions. Exploring Missions.